Ladies and gentlemen, everybody just chill the F out, all right? For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. No need for sweary bears. No need for sweary bears. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, my gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. 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 Hey. 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 back. Yay. I'm finally back. She's finally, finally back. Claps for all. Claps for all. <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantar Maja. <laughs> I think I hear a bunny coming. <laughs> That's Definitely now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Oh, yes. The podcast that refuses to behave. Yes. Yes. Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone. And if you wanted to know what we've been doing for the audio people out there, watch our live stream. <laughs> Trust me, you'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. We have visual gags now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're moving up in the world. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, oh. got the Easter chocolate out. Yeah. Easter chocolate bunny. Is that a Daryl Lee? Um, Hashtag not sponsored. Red tulip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's red tulip. Red Forgive tulips me. Their yeah. red tulips are very nice. How dare you? <laughs> Blasphemy. Um, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you're watching, hello. Thanks for being here. If you're listening, thanks, as always, for um, giving us your ears. We yeah. appreciate it. Yes. Yes. Bunny ears. Bunny ears! Oh, so you eat the ears first? It's yeah. not a... It's not a don't you? Don't. Don't psychoanalyze. <laughs> don't do that stuff to me. <laughs> if you eat the ears, you're normal. If you eat the feet, you've got, you've got tendencies. <laughs> tendencies what kind of tendencies does one have I'm trying to be PC here <laughs> me, me I, I'm a normal human being and just eat the eyes and scream at it stop staring at me radio there's that option yeah. anyway so Folia hasn't been with us no. for a long time she's finally back it's, ladies I, and I feel like it's been I think about a month 
Yeah, it has been, I think. Yeah. About a month. About a month or so. Um, Crazy. And that's due to the fact that I had hockey games every Sunday. Every Sunday. <laughs> so that's I couldn't hockey. make it to this to the uh, to the recordings, unfortunately. But uh, the summer beer league season is now over. Mm-hmm. Winter season will be beginning soon, but that gives me a chance to catch up with you all. Yay! Yay. Say hello and. Yes. And um, just chat about a couple of th- few things that I've been up to. I mean, I have also been giving you guys my watchings every you have. week. It's been good. Um, so you already know what I've been watching since I've been away. But uh, this particular week, I will say, um, I binged through and finished Lie to Me. Oh, wow. It's already? Not, it's not that long. It's only three seasons, right? Technically, if you look at the episodes, it's like two. Oh, like episode wise because season one is 12 episodes season two is a full season 22 yeah yeah and then season three is only 12 episodes right oh i see what you're saying so there's three seasons but if 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 you're going by like 22 episode seasons it's only two yeah technically pretty much okay it's a shame it got cancelled too because even though the way it ended like where it got cancelled there wasn't any kind of overarching sort of story throughout the season. Uh, there was no cliffhanger of sorts. Um, the only thing is you've got questions left mm. about certain characters. As as one does uh, at the end of shows yeah. that have yeah. been cancelled. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, and mm. was, it was like, it was literally in the middle of its season. So it didn't even, like, it didn't even have a proper ending of sorts. It was mm. just like... It, it felt like it was going to be a continuation, but then it, it but you just don't get it. <laughs> Bastard. I know. I was really enjoying Lie to Me too, because it was all about um, facial expressions and um, deception detection, essentially. Yes. Is what the, what the show was about, and I was really enjoying it. And I liked those type of crime dramas, and Tim Roth was hilarious as the, as the character. Oh, of um, Cal Lightman from the Lightman Group, um, so it was yeah. I was really enjoying it, but oh well. Nothing I can do now. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least you you watched it and enjoyed it. Yes, so. yes, That's I did. Important um, but now I'm kind of like one of those type of viewers where I'm like, but I need the rest of the story now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why fan fiction that, exists. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> Start up, start up your fan fiction. I don't. No, yeah. no, I can't. I'm not into fan fiction for anything. So I, yeah, I'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> uh, the other things I will say that I did watch were films, and I finally got the chance to go see Fantastic Beasts: yes! and Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm okay. so happy. All right, now. You've obviously listened to Mike and I talk about it without spoilers last week. Right? Yeah, and I probably forgot everything you said, so okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> it was all positive. It was all, yes, yes, it was all positive. Um, what did you think of it? Swivel. Swivel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought of you straight away when I was watching that. I'm like, Fulia's gonna lose her shit. <laughs> I have to admit, though, that scene was spoiled for me um, because of uh, Jimmy Fallon. He oh yeah, Eddie Redmayne. They, they did, did it on the thing. they did yeah. it on TV. Yeah, yeah very so funny. I saw that. I'm like, okay, it's, so it's, that's gonna be fun to witness and how it gets into it. Mm-hmm. But then I see what it was that they were, you know 
trying to get away from. And it was this giant scorpion thing. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not 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 happy, Jen. No, yeah. um, but it was fantastic. It was a it was good. I that scene was good, um, but overall the whole in the as in the whole movie, I did enjoy it. Um, definitely better than the second one. Yes, I have to admit. Yes, and I agree with the sentiment that if Mads Mikkelsen was Grindelwald from the beginning, I think there would have been a completely different tone. To the, yeah. to the other two films as well. Definitely. Um, and I feel like it would have been a lot better because he has that, like, you can see a kind of like, like a sinister sort of a profile with him with, with um, when he's playing Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would have been great in the other two films as well if they had a thought of um, casting him originally. Because um, you see Johnny Depp and you just see Johnny Depp now. <laughs> you can't really take that face away. A little, yeah. So even with all the makeup and, and yeah and wigs in the world, exactly. Um, but and you're right; they didn't address anything about the fact that there was a physical appearance change. Nope. They just kept going as if it was normal, <laughs> which well, is fine because that's what they did with um, Dumbledore in the Potter films when they had to change yeah, cast yeah. members. Yeah. Um, at the time, so. That it's you know no one's really questioning it so it's fine I I don't really care that they didn't yeah no um, I'm I'm, they I'm didn't not bring too, it up so not too fast. I am happy about the fact that they actually did mention love <laughs> the word love yeah 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 very happy I'm very happy that they mentioned it I know um I went with my workmate. And uh, after work to watch this, and when that pop, when that scene popped up, she literally had to hold me back and be like, "Wait, what?" Because <laughs> officially, it's not canonized. <laughs> uh, officially, though, I feel like it's it's canon now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is is wonderful. Mm -mm. So I'm like, I'm happy with the way that this film turned out. I feel a little bit meh about Queenie though. How she, the way that they, the way that her character was panned out in this film. um, I, I feel like it was like, she was there. She went over to the Grindelwald side in the, in the last film. And then all of a sudden she comes back. Yeah, I feel like there was a, a storyline that was abandoned or or they changed their mind yeah. about the direction with her. Like they just, I don't know, it just things. I feel like maybe she was a side effect of the rewrites that had to happen. I think, yeah, maybe. Because of Johnny leaving. So, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I agree with you though. It was, yeah. Oh, well, but... Overall, really enjoyed Fantastic Beasts. Um, definitely looking forward to rewatching that again. Yes. Um, and then the other thing I will say that I got the opportunity to watch, and I am probably a few years bit late to the party, but um, I finally watched Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> oh my god, you hadn't seen? That? I hadn't seen Jojo <gasps> Rabbit, and now I have. <laughs> and, and and did you like it? I enjoyed it. Good. I enjoyed it for it's, what it was. It's, for what it was. That doesn't sound great. Um, wait, okay. 
like you just I mean because I'm I can probably tell that like those kinds of films like not obviously it's a comedy and it's a mm, satire mm, mm. but war films about this sensitive stuff like that's not something you go to not 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 necessarily no I don't usually I mean I did watch 1917 yeah which is a, a lot more dramatized and very and that was and it was stylized and it was yeah probably more for the visual side of things yeah yeah um but watching Jojo Rabbit um it was just it was hard <laughs> to get past Tiger <laughs> is so good man oh, they, they try he tries to put on a German accent but it doesn't come out very German and that's fine <laughs> I feel like that's the point I think that was the point um he's an imaginary friend <laughs> yeah true um the kid that played Jojo was actually really funny and very cute. Yeah, Roman Griffin Davis. Yeah. yeah. he's very, very good. Yeah. Very, very, very talented. I agree. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I think just the overall thing. And then her mother was interesting. Um, do you mean his mother? So his mother. I don't Scarlet. know why I said her. That's uh, fine. He, Scar- his mother. Scarlet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She was she was a bit sad, wasn't she? Hmm. She was a great mum, but my god, that I mean I know it's the movie's been out for a while. Mike, have you seen it? You've I seen have. it, yeah. I yeah, have. yeah, yeah. So the scene the scene where with the shoes he realizes oh, yeah she's gone. Oof. Wow. <laughs> like that went from comedy to just dark, real dark quick drama. Yeah, that was that still stuck with me. Yeah, that moment. I. S- and the way he just, like he like clings onto her, yeah, oh. and and just ties his, her shoes, yeah, ah oh. oh, man. But then you know it's it's okay because you know everything kind of works out apart from that at the end, and you know they dance to David Bowie. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, um but okay, yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, I watched Jojo Rabbit, and it was it was good. It's it was good. good. I it's enjoyed good movie. it. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed. <laughs> nice. That's, that's that's been my that's, week of watchings. That's mm. your weekly watchings. Yeah. Very nice. Love it. Mike, um, what have you been watching this week? Well, I finally finished uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels. Hey. Yeah, so I finished the last season. And, yeah, I really much appreciate what they did at the end of it, where it's, it's sort of... Um, it's sort of at the end of well, it's the start. It, it's right before, uh, say, uh, Rogue One, that sort of area. But then, but then at the end, they do a a time jump to the end of the original um, uh, trilogy. So it they do a little um, uh, epilogue. Epilogue. Yeah, epilogue's the thing. Yeah, epilogue's the end one. Uh, an epilogue be uh, where where the characters are at the end of the original trilogy, so after after Return of the Jedi, and it set me up for Obi Wan and uh, Ahsoka television series. So yes, yeah, so more, more than happy to divulge what's going on there when when we do that weekly watchings uh, when they come up. Which is good. Uh, I need to start. I need to go back and watch Rebels. Um, it's pretty good. Um, pretty much the same as uh, uh, Lie to Me, where they do the. I think the first season is like is like three, uh, th- thirteen 
episodes and then I think I, I think I've watched the first season I and then I stopped for some reason I'm not sure why so I think I'm just gonna go back and start from episode one yeah that's all right um it's it's pretty easy to digest I mean it is for kids but mm. but when they get to the last season um everything sort of uh, ties up very neatly and we see where all these characters uh, are before the original trilogy and also some um and also so so origin stories for some some people in the um in the uh, original trilogy like wedge we get to meet wedge for the first time hey yeah and um and we and we get to meet Rex, of course, which is mm-hmm. good. And where where he is, and yeah, he's probably not going to be in uh, Obi Wan, um, because c- certain people who would know certain characters that are alive and all that, so it doesn't really make sense. So, uh, uh yeah, yeah, it's really good. I, I I definitely recommend it, but also probably have to. Probably have to watch all of um, uh, Clone Wars now because there's a particular storyline in there where I did not know what was going on because there's certain characters that actually crop up in um, in uh, Clone Wars that I need to get better knowledge because I think they deal with something that may happen down the line. So... Another Clone Wars, Clone Wars rewatch for me. So that's probably going to be the next thing. Mm. But uh, that's basically my television watchings. Uh, me and the wife went down to Melbourne uh, for for Hamilton. Hey. Yeah. So we went down. Did for, you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. For for a musical, uh, for a musical that I've already seen, but the but it's in front of you. It's definitely catchy and all that but i much prefer the um original broadway production because <laughs> i'm a snob and yeah it was a very good t- fun time uh to be had because i haven't been to melbourne for about three years so and definitely had a different vibe than what i'm used to <laughs> like everyone's very stand- standoffish but but in a nice way don't want to catch you COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, so that that was a bit of fun. So, yeah. What about you, Kendall? Do you, do you, are you standoffish at all? <laughs> not, not, not traditionally, no. <laughs> I try not to be. Yeah. I try to be accommodating. Try to be accommodating, yes. So, my weekly watching, um, a couple of cool things this week. Uh, I will start off by saying that uh, I finished Killing Eve because that's wrapped up now. It's cool. done. It aired its final episode at the start of the week. Um, and a lot of people didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> I liked it, and I'm in, like, the extreme minority on okay. this one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I won't spoil it. Um, for anyone watching or listening that hasn't had a chance to get around to it yet or is planning on watching the show. Because, look, it's don't 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 read anything, uh, fan reactions, even some of the reviews kind of went after it a bit. 
And fair enough, I kind of, I agree with what they're saying, but it didn't bother me. It didn't ruin my experience of the show. Um, and also don't pay attention to the 2.7 IMDb rating the final Ooh. episode has. <laughs> Some articles refer to it as like the worst received finale of a show since Game of Thrones. Yikes. Like that's how bad, that's how bad people what, think it was. What's the show about? So the show is, it's based on a series of books, which I'm definitely going to read now. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's about like assassins and MI6 related stuff. So Sandra O's character gets recruited by Fiona Shaw. Um, she works for MI6, um, because they're going after this mysterious group called the 12 who basically order the assassinations of certain people in the world. So, um, yeah. And so basically there's this, uh, a cat and mouse game sort of happens between, uh, Sandra O's character Eve and Jodie Comer's character um, Villanelle. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of become obsessed with each other. Um, so it's yeah, it's just very intense sort of back and forth between the two of them, and a bit of a mystery going on, and thriller and spy stuff, and yeah, it's good. It's really good, and there's some humor in it too. Like there's some very funny quirky things about the show okay as well like it's it's a very good show i highly recommend it's only four seasons eight episodes a season you could get through it very quickly um but yeah i like the last episode i'm happy to go on record (laughs) saying that i like the last episode but i understand why everyone's pissed okay i i do i do but i i was happy I was happy. I got the moment I'd been waiting four years to see. I, I got it. <laughs> I, was, I was happy. Um, speaking of things I've been waiting years to see, I finally started watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes! <laughs> finally! <laughs> it's finally happened. Was that the James Cameron movie? Yeah, the one with the blue people. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> or is it the anime? Yeah, mm. the sort of white um, saviour allegory. Yeah. <laughs> that one? Sweet. That one? Did that one? No. Um, so, yeah, no, I, uh, I finally started watching it. In, what, uh, in one night, watched the first, I think, eight episodes mm-hmm. of the show. So, um, yeah, it hasn't really, like, you know, gotten into the good stuff for me yet. Um, like, it's obviously very much a kid's show. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Like, it reminds me a lot of... You know, shows like Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z, where yeah, like, like you have a main storyline, but you don't you're not going to spend every single episode devoted to that. No, like because the start of the show is you know it's, uh, um, Ang, Katara, and Sokka just going around to different kind of places as Ang's trying to you know find you know they're trying to get him to the North Pole. I think they said, mm. um, yeah, so he can you know, Ben Samir. Learn, yeah, bend other elements because at the moment he can only bend air and um, <laughs> some water, but he's not a master at it. Mm. Um, but yeah, but it's 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 good. I'm I'm the the mythology behind it is <laughs> shut up. Um, the mythology. Well, I'm bending behind, some air. Yeah, well done. Ah. The mythology behind it is quite interesting, quite good. I like mm. I like that aspect of it. Um, the history behind these characters and their stories and. The fact that Aang, who was frozen in ice for a hundred years and all of this stuff. There, there was one episode early on where he goes back to this, like, temple where he he was raised, basically, and finds out that all, you know, all the airbenders were wiped out by the Fire Nation, yeah. and it's all very sad and emotional. So there's some really good episodes in there, and I'm looking forward to the 
when it gets into the proper apparent like season like sorry book two and book three are like incredible apparently they are so i'm very excited finally need some new characters as well yeah yeah okay Oh, and uh, Appa is very cute. Yeah, Appa! <laughs> <laughs> Appa is very, very cute. I have the wrong book open. Um, so something else I was going to mention that I watched, and I can't remember what it is. Um, oh, yeah. I will. One final thing I will mention, I will say, I saw The Duke, um, which is a, a kind of a, a feel-good uh, comedy movie sort of um sort of a com- well there's funny moments in it but it's like out and out of comedy it's based on a true story about this family in the early 60s in london uh well in britain rather um they um uh got caught up in the theft of a very famous portrait from the museum in london um and uh, uh jim broadbent and helen mirren uh play the mother and father of said family <laughs> mm. um and very, very funny. Jim Broadbent was hysterical in mm-hmm. it. And Helen Mirren was also quite funny. Um, playing this very, very strict mum who's very set in her own ways, but also very cute at the same time. But, um, yeah, it was a really, really great story. And I, I highly recommend people watch watch The Duke. It was only, like, an hour and a half or so long. Um, so, yeah, worth worth a look. Okay. A lot of fun. I think cool. you, I think you might like a fool, yeah. Okay. It's pretty... Not that I'm trying to convince you, <laughs> but it was good. Interesting. Yes. There so- was one thing I forgot to mention that I got to see, and that was I got to go to the comedy festival. Ah. Oh. And I finally got to see my teenage crush live. Oh, who was that? Rove McManus. Oh, you saw Rove? I saw Rove live. He's your teenage crush? Oh, yeah, was. she was... I was obsessed. Yeah, I even had a 16th birthday party party where I dressed up as him (laughs) from his Rove Live show. Rat face (laughs) McAnus. Hey, shush. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. So Uh, did he put on a show at the festival? Yeah, yeah, he's doing. uh, He did like a short run um, during the comedy festival of stand up. So. It was, he was actually really funny. It was really great. Good. And I tweeted about it and he commented back. <laughs> oh and my And he literally God. said, it's like, thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm like, yes, I did. You screenshot that and frame it yet? Oh, it's on my Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's so cool, Fulia. Oh. Thank you, thank you, Rove. Oh, 16-year-old you just creamed on you. Uh, yeah, flipped out. <laughs> Does your mum know? <laughs> I'm sure she knew. <laughs> well, you know, he, he's got his catchphrase. Yep, so yeah. Heidi Mumford. That, that's how he ended his show. <laughs> Aye, good, good, good. He can't end any, anything any other way. Without saying, he say Heidi Mumford. For the rest me. of his life. <laughs> Imagine if he me. didn't say it. Then a lot of people would be saying, what the? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well done. Well played. Well played. That's so Shanky. cool for you. Yeah. Nice. Great. I, mean, I was. I was. I was three rows away from him. Oh my god! You're sitting I'm close. So to close him. to him. That is so fantastic. I'm I know. Very right? happy for Only him. three. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I could have. I could. It, it, we could have gotten first row if we were a little bit quicker, but you know. 
Well, it was one of those general seating sort of areas. Maybe you should have been front row, then you can actually see him better. Because he's a very I small know. man, so if you're three know, rows back, he's he, short. he probably looks like <laughs> look like you're in the back row. <laughs> Fucking hobbit. He was up on a stage, so you know. Was he up on a on a fruit box? No. Reaching the microphone. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Thank you. For Just wanted to that. mention that. No, that's <laughs> really cool. I'm I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Got yeah. some humor out of me, so that's good. Yeah, it's always <laughs> yeah. good. Always good. Okay. Um, I think that might do it there for our weekly watchings because now it must be time, of course, to get into the week that was and the nerdy days. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. So, nerdy news time. And, of course, as 2022 so far has want to do, uh, we must start the news off uh, with a little sad things to talk about first um because uh we've lost another icon of comedy this week uh the incredible gilbert gottfried passed away uh during the week at the age of 67 uh from a long illness uh he'd been suffering apparently um so had no idea that was very upsetting very shocking to to see um as part of a statement his family put out they said um in addition to being the most iconic voice in comedy, that's very true, <laughs> Gilbert was a wonderful husband, brother, friend, and father to his two young children. Although today's a sad day for all of us, please keep laughing as loud as possible in Gilbert's honour. Uh, we intend to do that for the rest of the show. Um, Gilbert Gottfried, of course, you know, has indeed one of the most recognisable voices in history, really not just in comedy. Um, he's all a part of our childhood as the voice of Iago, uh, naturally, from Aladdin and all the Aladdin films. And I think he was Iago in the TV show as well in the 90s. Um, really, really uh, enjoyed his performance on that show. He went on to voice multiple animated characters over the years, you know, shows like Fairly Odd Parents and Family Guy. Um, just, you know, heaps, heaps of stuff on his resume there. Um, I, I learned this. I had no idea. He was on SNL in the early eighties. Mm. Like he did, he did like half a season or something. Um, so that's cool. So that got him a lot of exposure because before that he was just doing stand up. Um, he hadn't broken into the mainstream yet. Um, but one other like big thing there's a couple of big things Gilbert's known for apart from his voice acting and, you know, stand-up stuff. Um, roasting. He <laughs> was one of the most legendary roasters um, of all time. Um, in fact, you know, uh, a lot of people know. Uh, it's fu- it's so just kind of crazy that, you know, only like a month or two ago we lost Bob Saget, who was, you know, known for... The Aristocrats joke, his version of. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried, however, was probably known for having the most insane, over-the-top, hilarious, kind of the definitive take on the Aristocrats joke, yeah. which came out of nowhere because he was roasting Hugh Hefner and then 
told the 9-11 joke three weeks after 9-11 because Gilbert Gottfried was known for pushing the bounds, taking risks, and he just switched it up and then he, he told that joke and the rest is history, really. And, and he got the um, audience back? He got the audience back because he <laughs> lost the audience when he told the 9-11 joke, which uh, is fair enough, I suppose. It's three weeks after the attack. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he won the audience back and uh, went down in history, basically. Um, one, of, A couple other favourite things of Gilbert's that I really enjoy. Um, I, I rewatched a bit of him on Hollywood Squares during yeah. the week. <laughs> you fool! You fool! Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to make you watch that when we finish. Okay. Because I don't think she, I don't think you know what I'm talking about. Nope. It's very funny. Very okay. very funny. You'll enjoy it. Um, <laughs> that is hysterical. And then of course, um, my favorite thing: Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh no! <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> it's stroking so my clitoris. <laughs> so good if you haven't heard it if you're not if you weren't aware of it until now please do yourself a favor and go listen to him like there's video of it too you can watch him do it he's in the <laughs> yeah. recording booth reading <laughs> the book oh it's so funny um but yeah needless to say Gil Gottfried was an incredible legend of comedy uh and entertainment and he's definitely going to be missed and will never be forgotten um we're definitely going to be laughing forever so thank you Gilbert um, Fulia, do you have any anything you'd like to share your thoughts on the passing of Gilbert Gottfried? Uh, look, to be honest, the only voice that I remember him as is Iago of from course. Aladdin. Um, he's probably played like a few characters that I'm not remembering, but I have seen the shows of. Mm-hmm. So like in cartoon shows and he was also in the Big Blue House. Really? Yeah, oh. the bear in the big blue house, and that yeah. was one of my favorite shows growing up. And he played the big possum. Apparently. Oh, cool! Yeah, um, so that was that was interesting. And then yeah, I'm sort of like scrolling through his IMDb, and I'm just I'm seeing Red all and these. Stimpy. Yeah, I'm seeing all these different um, filmography, you know, and it's it's amazing how much he has done in his career, and yeah. I'm not surprised. He's done quite a lot of video games as well. Oh, really? Uh, like voice acting. Most notably the Iago character in Kingdom Hearts because that's a very ah. Disney... It's a Disney-based game. That's so cool. So it makes sense. I didn't know he did. Kingdom Hearts uh, 4 coming out soon. Or yes, yes. Um, <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> Even though I've never um, played any of them. But, um, yeah, like... He's definitely gonna. He's definitely gonna be missed, and oh, yeah. his work is gonna live on forever. So definitely will. Yeah, yeah. Now, well said, for you, um, Mike. Um, how are you feeling about the passing of Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah, this hit me. Like, I'm a big, big fan of comedy and all, and all that jazz. And yeah, it's uh, definitely a hole that's going to be open for uh, for a while. And um, yeah, like we've we've said it all. Like a, a well known voiceover artist even though he only has one voice but it's so iconic um yeah um the last uh, the last thing that i that i saw was um uh a adult swim tv show called uh the smiling friends and they they got him to play god just for a (laughs) just for a scene as a it's gilbert godfrey sweet yeah (laughs) yeah 
Nice. Come here, Pim. I'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> but they do like the Simpsons sort of God that you don't see his face and he's like, and, and it's all the way up. Uh, yeah, and he saves one of his uh, one of these characters from from hell, uh, and takes him back to the earth. And uh, yeah, and also um, yeah, Celebrity Squares is fun. Um, I remember yeah. that show. Celebrity. Yeah, that's Squares. the show I was talking about before. Mm. Yeah, Hollywood Squares. Uh, the Apprentice. Uh, he was on that for a bit. Oh, was he on the Celebrity Apprentice? Yeah, he was on Celebrity Apprentice, and <laughs> that was fun. Nice. Uh, he was the promotional video in the pro- promotional video um, screening of uh, Hollywood's Tower of Terror. Uh, he was in that, and yeah, just and he was like a uh, <laughs> a big thing in cameo as well, like the mm. people just getting him to say horrendous shit, and he just loved it. So yeah. Yeah, so he'll be sorely missed. Uh, yeah, and I won't quote any of his stuff because I'll get cancelled. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Gilbert. Uh, we'll definitely miss you, that's for sure. Um, all right, let's move on. Yeah. Yes. We're never going to get a hold of that stupid lamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh God damn. Um, all right, moving on into other news now. We've got some DC news to talk about, which is exciting. Um, the Blue Beetle live-action film has been in the works for a while. It's still going strong, so don't don't you fret. But we have a casting change that was announced uh, during the week. Susan Sarandon um, has been cast as the villain of Blue Beetle replacing Sharon Stone, who uh, was in talks to play uh, this new character, uh, Victoria Cord, who was uh, written specifically for the film. So she's not from the comics. Um, And uh, yeah, for some reason, Sharon Stone stepped down and and, uh, Susan Sarandon stepping up. So um, that has me extra excited Mm. um, to watch this. You know, this is going to be a fantastic movie. I know nothing about Blue Beetle. I'm very glad it's not going to be on HBO Max anymore. I don't know why, you know, we still can't have Batgirl not on, you know, in cinemas. But that's okay. I won't I won't ever get over it, so I'm just going to keep going on about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm excited for Blue Beetle. Uh, it's also got uh, Jolo Maradueña uh, from Cobra Kai, uh, Miguel. Um, if you are not familiar, um, yes, very, very cool to see him in a superhero film playing the title character, uh, and now facing off against the one and only Miss Sarandon. So that's super, super, super cool. Um, Mike, do you have any thoughts on, on this bit of casting? Uh, or do you know anything about Blue Beetle? Are you familiar with Blue Beetle at all? I know bits and pieces. Uh, apparently it's, uh, uh, intergalactic, um, scarab that, that holds his um, costume, and so he he get he gets his costume and says blue beetle and and he's a blue beetle, yeah. Uh, sort of it sort of went past me. I don't know, really, don't really know much. I just know he's a Latino, and uh, and good. That's good. Need, need more representation than that. Yes. And as for Su- Susan Sarandon, well, you know what they say, she ain't no Sharon Stone. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's all right. She she's cool. <clears throat> Scoop soup. Oh, choking on some chocolate. Sorry. Um, yeah, she's awesome, and she she'll she'll make a meal out of it, so it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah she will. which is interesting because probably talk a little bit more about it, but. Apparently Warner Brothers isn't going to be Warner Brothers anymore, so there's a bit of a shake-up. Yeah. You know about this, Kendall, about Discovery? I do, yeah. Discovery has uh, purchased Warner Brothers. They've merged, um, and they're looking to do a massive overhaul of uh, all the DC films, um, mm. and they're, they're going to try again... Lord help us yeah. to uh, connect everything. They want to see if they can make we can make DC movies that are more in the style of Joker, and they want a Kevin Feige like person to oversee everything. Yeah, okay. movies, so they're television, trying... and animation. Yes, so they're trying again to do the connected thing. Apparently, this is the plan, um, but who knows? I think who it's knows? a foolhardy endeavor. I think they should just stick to just uh, one-offs, and if they connect, they they connect like um, the Matt Reeves stuff. Yeah, but that's I hope... my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm sure it probably won't interfere with the Matt Reeves stuff because it sound from what they've said, it sounds like that's probably more in their wheelhouse of what they want to do going forward. So. Mm. Um, whether or not it's going to affect any other projects currently in production or about to come out at DC, we don't know yet. Uh, so hopefully nothing gets ruined because of this. But uh, but yeah, you're right, Mike. I think they should stick to um, standalones because they really do seem to have more success uh, instead of trying to rush yeah. uh, a connected universe. Like they they had done in the past. Yeah, because so. they still got Black Adam and the second Shazam and the Flash. And Flash. That, that uh, dog's breakfast. Yeah. Of what's hmm. going on behind the scenes, but here nor there. Yeah. Speaking of DC. Speaking of DC, um, our next item in the news uh, is another DC film. This one solely on HBO Max in the style of Batgirl. I'm still not over it. Can you tell? Dude, get over it. Oh, get over it. I didn't know this was happening, but apparently we are getting a live-action Wonder Twins film. Um, this was announced a couple of months ago, but now we actually have some casting around the Wonder Twins. Um, so playing uh, Zan and Jaina, we have KJ Apper from Riverdale, a New Zealand actor. Um, and Isabel May from the Yellowstone prequel series 1883 are going to be playing the twins. Um, I know really nothing um, about about the Wonder Twins because, I mean, they were kind of, like, you know, came to popularity bef before our time, I would say, uh, back in the 70s. But um, the, the, there are alien siblings from the planet Exor. Um, Zan is known for being a shapeshifter and Jaina was able to take the forms of various animals. Um, so, so they made boy. their, they made their debut on the all new Super Friends Hour, 
Mm. Um, and then would go on to appear in multiple other shows, um, including Smallville, Teen Titans Go, and The Flash. Um, so, yeah. So that's cool. Um, I, I I hope we... Um, Hope we get to see, you know, see them be successful and, and good. Because, yeah, new characters in this way are going to be, are always interesting. Um, they have, oh, fully, you might enjoy this. They have a space monkey sidekick named Gleek. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they have a space monkey. They have a space monkey. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes and how connected it is to other, um, other, uh, you know, DC projects that are that are coming out probably will be connected somewhere. Uh, they're going to be filming later this year for a 2023 release, I think. So mm. yeah, watch the space. Um, I'm I'm keen. Mike, what are your thoughts on the Wonder Twins? Well, the only thing that I know about Wonder Twins is from Family Guy. Uh, how Peter was one of the other twins, and he went. And he turned himself into a tampon. <laughs> jumped into a jumped jumped into a handbag and just said, "And now we do the waiting game." Not very savory, but you know. No. Yeah, we we haven't really seen these characters since like the sixties, so it's going to be an interesting take if they're going to go down the. Uh, it's got to be the gritty realism sort of thing, but you're dealing with shape shifting. Uh, space monkeys so it's it's got to be a comedy right it's got to be or they'll probably do a piss take I don't know or they'll probably do a green lantern yeah maybe Hmm. just doesn't make sense Mm. and the super suits are animated oh yeah yeah and convoluted and dumb (laughs) Uh, as long as the suits don't look bad like the uh the uh, the Green Lantern suit looked. Then we'll be fine. I think we're I think we're ready for a resurgence for that. For animated suits or Green Lantern? No, just Green Lantern in general. Just that okay. string. Get Ryan Reynolds back and take away Titi. Just to <laughs> do a sequel to that because you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, why not? It's... The world's gonna end soon. Let's just go out with a bang, <laughs> shall we? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Twenty mm. first of May. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I actually would love to see, because like now that Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi are like two of the biggest heavy hitters in Hollywood, I would love to see what a Green Lantern 2 would look like with just the two of them in charge. <laughs> 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 like, they're both executive producers. Taika's directing. They co-write the screenplay. Fucking go nuts. Like, <laughs> I reckon that'd be amazing. Yeah. But they do sort of make reference to it with um, Free Guy. One particular um, trailer that they did is like, this is the first time uh, working with Taika. He's like, yeah, this is the first time working with, with Ryan. And then the uh, <laughs> other two actors are like, didn't you work uh, together before? It's like, no, no, no. First time. First time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that movie got re- removed from the timeline, remember? So. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know why we're talking about Green Lantern too. I mean, it's be the first Green Lantern yeah. movie, wouldn't it? Well, they're Korg in um, Deadpool now, so... <laughs> Indeed. So... 
Imagine Korg and Deadpool in the same room. Oh, I hope we, I hope we get it. There is. I mean, we do have we do kind of have it, but like properly. Hmm. Yeah. It's you real. Mean, like in, a, in an actual film, right? Natural. Yeah. Have a a Korg and Deadpool film. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mini film. Where where they react to the Free Guy trailer. I love that video. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> That's canon. <laughs> that yeah. is fantastic. All right. Let's get back on track here. We've got some more news to get to. Um, some news in the world of Percy Jackson. Uh, Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, see what I did there? Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> yes, thank you, Michael. Um, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, um, we have our Percy Jackson cast for the upcoming series on Disney Plus. Um, the Adam Projects Walker Scobell will be playing uh, Percy himself. Uh, for those who don't know, he played uh, the young Adam. Uh, or the young Ryan Reynolds in The Adam Project and was tremendously good. Uh, so I am very happy to see him, th- to see Disney go, here, here you go, have your franchise. Like, they're just <laughs> like, here you go, you proved yourself in a, in a Ryan Reynolds movie, you can have a franchise. And I think he'll do superb. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes with a young, maybe a slightly skewed younger cast, because the previous Percy Jackson movies, the cast was a bit older. They were in their 20s playing teenagers, I think, but this time it'll be actual like, teenagers playing teenagers. Um, <laughs> so that might be fun. Um, Who would have yeah. thought? Would that work? Would that work? Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I, I know nothing about Percy Jackson. I haven't seen the other films, um, so I really don't know too much about it. But it's got to do with like you know the gods of like Olympus and and stuff and all of that um, ancient mythology stuff. So I should really get around it because that's kind of my wheelhouse. So um, maybe this will be my my way in with this series. Uh, we'll see how we go. Fulia, are you a Percy Jackson fan? I never even heard of Percy Jackson. Okay. <laughs> Have you watched The Adam Project yet? Not yet. Okay. I've got nothing. Okay. But I thought I'd just be like, yes, this is cool. This is cool. Um, it'd be nice to sort of see where this series goes because it's based on based on a, um, a book series. Yes. Um, yes. So um, I'd be, yeah, I'd be keen to see what it's all about. Um, yeah. Maybe see if I can find some of the older, older stuff. Um, and see whether or not I'd be keen for this one. Mm-hmm. Although this one will be a bit more modern, so mm. well, we'll see. Mm. Mm. Yeah. See what happens. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, Mike, what about you? You you engaged with Percy Jackson before? Not really. I think it's it, it takes place like um, a bit after our time um, where there was like a string of like preteen sort of uh, novelizations um adaptations like like with your Harry Potter and your and your and your Maze Runners and and your and your and your uh week. and your and your and your Lord of the Rings <laughs> No, I'm thinking like Twilight and what's that? Oh, okay. What's Twilight, that? Hunger Games, uh, we, Maze we, uh, Runner, Divergent. T- yeah, all that. Where they yeah. it's like, oh this is popular at the moment. Let's throw everything at it. Yay! <laughs> And then yeah, just died on its ass. So so it was a bit um, 
after my time. So I just go off the the movie poster of the one that came out. It's like yeah, it looks like Poseidon and and all the Greek mythologies. So that'll be good. Um, and it would be good for uh, Disney Plus to find another sort of thing instead of relying on Marvel and and um, and Star Wars for for something else to go go on that. Otherwise, we'd just be watching Star Wars and Marvel for the rest of our lives. And who wants that? No one wants that. No one. Okay. I'd like like to say that Michael Lister does not represent or speak for <laughs> every member of Fred the Alien Productions. Even though I pay for the show. <laughs> I dare you lock me out of my own devices. <laughs> I dare you, Kendall. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you were, uh, yeah. Mm. Pun. <laughs> uh, speaking of puns, I don't know. Speaking of puns, made up, made up segues. Uh, yeah. Speaking of streaming services, there we go. Hey, <laughs> there we go. Um, yes, our final bit of nerdy news um, revolves around a prequel series that's currently in the works at Peacock. Um, that is a prequel series for Ted. And I did not see this coming. Um, so this is, of course, the uh, the Seth MacFarlane. Uh, he's a teddy bear. Mark Wahlberg's the you know the adult version of the kid that you know had the bear when he was a kid, and they're all adult and having you know doing drugs and getting drunk and yep. <laughs> being being very funny and and crude and and inappropriate um yeah it's 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 i enjoyed the mo- those movies i thought they were really really fun and i thought giovanni Ribisi is never going to be creepier and i don't think i can look at him the same anymore after watching <laughs> him and ted um but i really enjoyed these movies so we're getting a prequel series now which is going to follow um, Mark Wahlberg's character uh, when he was a teenager. Um, so Mark Wahlberg mm, will probably not be in this one, no. safe to say, but Seth MacFarlane has uh, signed on to voice Ted once again. Um, so yeah, this will be this will be cool. I don't know when this is coming out. I think I'd imagine probably next year. Um, but yeah, it's good that it's going to streaming, um, so it might be more accessible for for everyone and uh, hopefully it's good i just hope it's good and funny because i feel like the first film was definitely better than the second film i haven't seen the second film okay um it's good like it's still worth a look but it the first one is easily better yeah. easily the first one was fun uh, yeah i feel like it, they were just trying to capitalize on the momentum of the first um and how successful it was and um yeah kind of a gimmick thing it is i mean my favorite thing about number two is that amanda seyfried was in it and i really like her so um, <laughs> as melee kunis's character but me yeah no <laughs> yeah they did a they did a johnny and a maz swap um before it was cool no that didn't actually happen um but anyway they killed um, her i off. just i hope it's <laughs> i hope it's good I hope it's good. Fulia, so you haven't seen number two, but you've seen number one. I have seen the first one, haven't seen the second one. Okay, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, a, a prequel series would be interesting to find out how Ted became Ted. 
like where the where does the bear like when does the bear become this talking you know humanoid teddy bear Mm -hmm. um so that'd be really cool to see the origins of that story Mm -hmm. yes um and then you know the scene about the thunder and these little catch this little song would be Thunder really buddies. cute yeah uh, fuck you thunder you can suck my dick <laughs> you can't kill me thunder cause you're just god's farts yeah pretty much <laughs> <I can't do>. <laughs> <laughs> see it goes around see I was actually setting up for, for hey you're playing a long game yeah wow. I'm claiming that alright <laughs> <laughs> Um, any other thoughts? Um, no, I'm just, I'd be interested to see this. And yeah, yeah, cool. Might have to go and watch number two now. Yes. They may reference it. They may not. They may not. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Mike, um, what do you reckon about this? Yay or nay? Uh, probably, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A couple of years too late? Yeah, I think so. Like the first one was in 2012. Yeah, number two was like 2015, I think. Yeah, so... Something about that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I suppose it'll be a bit of fun. Like, uh, a teenage boy still have having his teddy bear go, going around uh, high school. I suppose it'd be funny. Um, I still can't remember what happens in the second one, but... All I remember is there's uh, Patrick Stewart does the narration. So if they get Patrick yep. Stewart to, to continue that, then I'm more than happy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they do it a bit like Porky's. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that means Ted would be a teenager as well. Yep. So finding finding your 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 way of life as a teenager. I don't know. Need a trailer to make my decision. Yeah, yeah I'd, like, I'd like to see a trailer for this. Yeah, same. Yeah, definitely. To see what the vibe is. Because it could definitely go either way at this point. Yeah. And if they're yeah. a teenager, then it would be in the late 90s. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. In the 90s at some point. So a couple of callbacks for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Period piece. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a um, bit of a running commentary of what the 90s beholded. Yeah. Yeah. And they should get um Flash Gordon to cameo again. <laughs> <laughs> De-age him. De-age him. Yeah, it'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Britney Spears. Flash. Backstreet Britney Spears. Boys. Backstreet Boys. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. Yep. The Macarena. Very early <laughs> Eminem. Very early. Very early Eminem. Yes. All right. A cameo from uh, Mark Wahlberg, but as Marky Mark. Yeah. Full yeah, circle. Singing good vibrations. Go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Feel it, feel it. There we go. Let's, let's move on because that's the end of the nerdy news for this week. Uh, which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. 
Rocky Hammer. Yes, it's trailer park time, people. Uh, get excited. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. I bought a t-shirt and everything. <laughs> yeah, you're on brand. Yeah. Go yeah. to our YouTube to know what uh, shirt I'm wearing. Yes. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. because we won't tell you on the, on the podcast. No, you're going to have to work for your, for your, for your chucks. You work hard for the money. <laughs> um, first trailer this week is the final full trailer. Finally, we have our full proper trailer for Stranger Things Season 4. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Oh, I I'm like speechless by this trailer. I'm very excited. This looks amazing. Visually just fantastic. <sighs> like some somehow, you know, something's bringing going to bring the kids back together again, you know, cuz they're all they all went their separate ways. Last time we saw them and, you know, Hopper ended up in Russia and, you know, I'm, it's just very hard to, like, you know, separate him from bloody Red Guardian yeah. <laughs> at the moment, seeing him in bloody Russian gulags in this trailer and it's like, it's not, it's not that character, it's a different character, it's a different character. <laughs> <laughs> different character, Kendall. Um, but he's like fighting bloody demogorgons and shit over there. Um, and yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Like some shit's gonna go down. It's gonna be epic. It's just it's just teasing this epic thing um, that only only the the kids that we know and have been following all this time can can put a stop to it. Eleven's talking about not having any powers, which makes me a bit uneasy. Um, and speaking of Eleven, she's de-aged in a bit uh, in this trailer. Yeah. Um, which I found interesting. Getting um, flashbacks. So we're getting some flashbacks um, to before season one or during season one, potentially. Mm. Um, and I'm fairly certain, Mike, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly certain I got a glimpse of Robert Englund in this trailer. Yes. Very briefly. Very briefly. It was a very brief glimpse of, of, of uh, Freddy Krueger himself in this one. Um, so that was cool. That got me a little excited. Um, and Max is levitating for some reason. Mmm. Mmm. I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah. It looks. It just looks amazing. It's epic. The music was so good. The narration and this whole thing. It was just edited together really well. Uh, the hype has returned for Stranger Things. Yes. That's that is for damn sure. Um Fulia, I can't remember. You you haven't engaged with Stranger Things, have nope. you? Nope. You, I have not. You're not planning on it at any nope. point. Get on it. No. Nope. It's so good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. We'll do an exchange. Uh, I'll s- you watch Stranger Things and I'll watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> You've already been watching Downton Abbey, haven't you? No. That's a lie. No, I haven't. At all. I don't know Maybe anything. Sammy about, has. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> no. So I just know it's upstairs and downstairs, but in the modern era. Yes. Class system. Class system. So yes, well, since Fulia didn't 
say skip her in the notes. I'm going to skip her right now. Skip me, it's fine. <laughs> Wish I could say skip me for Downton Abbey. Um, <laughs> Mike, what are your thoughts on... <laughs> What are your thoughts on this trailer? Because I haven't, I hadn't had a chance to watch your reaction video That's just right. yet. Uh, but pro- probably don't because you know we got a little bit of copyrighted, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh shit! Okay. No, that's all right. It's um, uh, what they say. Uh, we it, it can't be viewed in different uh, countries, so it's partially not viewed. So, depending where uh, you are, get a VPN. Um, yeah, I'm all for this and i'm very pumped for it 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 got my juices flowing and i loved it yes um uh starting off with uh some some 80s throwbacks it's always good for stranger things set in 1980 1986 so in russia as well so you know a bit of chernobyl happening eh? and mm. <laughs> the reason why chernobyl happened is because the rip into the into the upside down came out and yeah uh love it it's going to be in two parts uh four episodes each uh i got a list of the um uh, episode titles if you if you want to know yeah they put them on imdb i had a had a quick look but go, go on read them out yep episode one the hellfire club which is the name of um the kids uh, D&D um, group, uh, yep. which definitely uh, definitely um, has it in here. Uh, the, uh, the the Vencia curse is episode two. The Vencia is what uh, people are expe- expe- uh, speculating is the creature that we get to see in the trailer. That's got all the tendrils and it's sort of a, a cross between... Yeah. Cross between um, fucking... Um, Hellraiser and and, Fred, and Freddy Krueger. It's like the just made up of everything. Yeah, they gave they gave that thing a name, didn't they? Yeah, it's uh, the name's based on uh, a D and D character, which is like um, it's like an undead wizard that that's uh, oh yeah v- Vecna Vecna yeah Vecna. It's made yeah. up, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Same as the um. The the Ren's Flare and the Demogorgon are all uh, creatures from D and D. Oh, you mean the, the Mind Flare? The Mind Flare, yeah. Sorry, what, yeah. what did I say? Ren's Flare. Ren, <laughs> Ren Slay. I don't know. Got all my things muddled up. Oh, you yeah. got the Ren Slayer from Loki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. It, uh, it repeats itself just like beetroot. Um, <laughs> it's make make me um, uh, wind. Bend some wind. Anyway, yeah, uh, episode three: the the uh, the monster and the superhero. Mm. Uh, episode four: Dear Billy, which uh, we get to see Max actually um, uh, read out a little letter to Billy, uh, who died at the end of uh, uh, season yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers for you, Fulia, because um, you're going to be seeing it. Because we'll be talking about this. Mm-hmm. Need to do your homework. Uh, episode... I'll be at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to get a paragraph from you. Oh, okay. For each episode. So that's yes, four sir. paragraphs. <laughs> on the 27th of May. 
and you got uh, episode five, the Nina project. Mm. And that's the first half. Yes. Oh, the of first four episodes. The first, the first five episodes of season four, which drop in part one. Aren't they dropping four four episodes for the first one? Well, according to IMDb, the Nina Project comes out with the first bunch. Okay. So, do you have different information? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting. Hmm. And episode six is uh, the dive. The dive. And you get to see that in the trailer. You get to see. Uh, 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 oh, names. Dave. Dave? Anyway. Uh, episode seven The Massacre at Hawkins Lab, which pro- possibly. Yeah. Possibly be the. Um, the flashback with uh, yeah, eleven, and then episode eight is Papa. So we'll be getting Papa back, maybe, because mm. we don't really see him die off screen. Yeah, because he he supposedly gets eaten by the demogorgon uh, at the end of the first season. But there, yeah. but there are subtle hints of him actually being back. But yeah, mm. yep. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, well, you missed you missed one. Okay. There's there's a there's a ninth episode. Is there? Mm-hmm. According to IMDb, I don't know what I have no idea what your source is, but my source is IMDb. Okay. And there are nine episodes. Where are you reading your your thing off? Uh, some website. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go to uh, I'll go to the IMDBDBB. Let's just see. You know what? Stuff it. I'll go to Wikipedia. Yeah. Then again, like IMDb has been, I've seen it be wrong before. But uh, there's nine episodes listed. Yeah, here we so. go. It's uh, Wiki's got it. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, episode nine is uh, the piggyback. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I thought. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to be uh, five weeks and four. Ah, that doesn't sit with me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> An odd number like, of episodes. Like it even, please. It's, it's not it's not right. It's not it's right. It's not right. Yeah, I'm I'm reckon the uh, uh I reckon the 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 Vince the Vecna. The Vecna is amalgamation of of um different body parts. Uh a lot of people are speculating that's the reason why um uh Robert England's character has no eyes, is because the Vector mm. has got his eyes. Oh, his, his beautiful baby blues. Oh, and I'm thinking maybe this this creature is amalgamation of uh of Billy and Bob. Oh God. Oh God, and fucking. Sean Astin. Yeah, Bill. 
Bill. Was Bill? Ben. No, Bob. It was Bob, wasn't Bob. it? Everyone who starts was, with B. I think it was Bob. Yeah, so he, this creature is going to be a Patrick Quilt. Patrick Quilt. Jesus Christ. I love that and I hate it simultaneously. That's what... Cause he has yeah, Bob. Two, yeah, he's got two different hands. I, I noticed in the trailer. Yeah. He's a creepy looking motherfucker, though, I tell you what. Even even in the trailer, I thought, that's Billy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. If they made that Billy, like, if it's Billy's, it's supposed to be Billy's face or whatever or something, I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Billy, Bob, and Bob. Billy, Bob, and Bob. And, and, and Barry. Oh, oh, no. Robert England's Victor, Victor Cree. Krill, yeah. sorry, that's an L. Yeah, so Victor Krill is his character's name. Okay. Uh, a supposed uh, serial killer. No, not serial, but he did a a a um, a Shining. Killed his wife and kids. Oh. In in that um in that house. That, oh. that we go to. So there's going to be a couple of flashbacks to. The 1950s. Oh, because wasn't there one of the, like, teaser things uh, that we first got called Creel House? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so that's who he is. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Wrongfully cool. convicted, maybe. But, maybe. But... Vecna uh, made him do it. <laughs> yeah. The Upside Down made me do it. The the Ren's Flare. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Loki made me do it. Loki made me do it. Yeah, he makes me do lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You gonna ask me a question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so when are we when are we gonna be watching the first five episodes of this particular ep- uh, episodic adventure? Yes. Kendall. We will be watching Stranger Things Season 4, the first part of two, uh, on the 27th of May. 27th. It's like six weeks away. Woo! I can't wait. Something to look forward to. Something to look forward to, absolutely. Uh, All right. Or something to cheer me up. Yeah. <laughs> After the 21st of May. Of May. After the world ends. Um, yes. Next trailer is for uh, a sequel to a very, very beloved franchise. Um, one I've not engaged with just yet, but uh, I know someone here who has. Um, this is a, a teaser trailer for Downton Abbey. A new era. Um, era, era. Era, era. Um, yes. I, so, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about it. It's a lovely little teaser. It really feels like the way it's edited, it's trying to get the fans of this series even more excited. Like, I feel like it's... This isn't a trailer for new fans. This no. is a tra- This feels like a trailer for... For the fans who have been there since the first episode of the show. Yep. 
it very much has that kind of vibe to it. Just the, the way the music kind of swells in certain parts, the way that the, or the names, they put up, instead of the names of the actors, they put up the names of the characters, characters at yeah. the end. Um, so it all just feels, and there's all these very, like certain, you know, establishing shots of the, the house and the, them walking around and doing things. There's not much story in this. I mean, I love the idea that, you know, um, Dame Maggie Smith had a, had an affair when she was younger and had dalliance with a Frenchman and, and now she's inherited a villa in the South of France, which is, I think is very cool. Mm. So I feel like that's a storyline that could be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I hope this movie is as good as the, the last one for all you Downton Abbey fans watching and listening. Um, Fulia, you must be chomping at the bit to watch this. Okay. Uh, you like this trailer? I kind of wish Wayne was here. To- <laughs> <laughs> I bet Wayne would be losing his shit too. Oh, he would be. And um, <laughs> I was really happy to see this trailer because I'm like, ooh, this is going to be fun. They're going to France. They're going to France. You don't usually see them outside of their manor, usually. Yes. They're usually just there. Um, but apparently they're going to France. They're going, and because of Lady Grantham, which is Maggie Smith's Maggie character. Smith, yes. Lady Cracknell. Uh, <laughs> Lady Cracknell. She inherited a villa in France, so that's going to be interesting uh, to see where that story sort of came out. So I'm really looking forward to finding out um, how that happened and, you know, just see where it all goes. Um, there's going to be a wedding by the looks of it. Uh, it's been a while since I last watched the previous movie and trying to recall a lot of the things that happened, um, since then. And yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's obviously going to be drama as per usual. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I can't wait. Nice. Nice. Mike, do you have any thoughts on, on this trailer for Downton Abbey 2? I feel very alienated because I don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that looks nice. Uh, the aesthetics look nice. It's very, I like the the period piece. Uh, dealing with characters. Um, yeah. Will this tie into the American version show? Is it in the same universe? I don't think so. It should. Then they can, like, cross-pollinate. It's like, yeah, go see this American stuff where it's got nothing to do with uh, anything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, uh, you might be able to watch this uh, on its own, but... You need to know the backstory of I, most of these characters to be able to fully understand yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't... If I was going to watch... If I was going to watch these movies, I would watch the show first. Yeah. I'm never going to watch... You'd be better off. You'd be better off watching the series first to understand the backstory of each of the main characters Mm -hmm. um, before going into the movies because it's very much a kind of like a sequel from the series itself. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Or a sequel to the movie. Well, the new this new movie is a sequel to the film, yeah. 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 Which is a sequel to the series. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's a bit like uh, X-Files. Sort of. Just, you know, yeah, because X-Files had, was a show and then now it has two movies. So. 
Downton Abbey and the X-Files. Never thought you'd say them in the same breath of wow. air. Okay. But I'm happy. <laughs> I, it makes me happy. <laughs> hmm. X-Files? <laughs> Pavlo's dog. <laughs> X-Files? Yes. Yes. So what date is it that we need to catch up on? Well, we don't have long if we want to catch up uh, to Downton Abbey so we can watch this new film because Downton Abbey, A New Era, will be in cinemas on the 28th of April. Yay. So oh. 10 days. So we've got Very 10 close. days to cram how many seasons? Eight seasons? Eight seasons <laughs> and one six movie. Seasons. Six seasons. It's six seasons and a movie. See, I'm forgetting already. I need to rewatch the series. So we have to, we have to do community this. Yes, yeah, six seasons of a six movie. Six seasons of a movie? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Still waiting on that movie. All right. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One thing we do talk about, though, is this last trailer uh, for an upcoming Netflix film called Senior Year, starring the one and only Rebel Wilson. Uh, premise of this film is very interesting, and I'll watch the movie based on the premise alone. The trailer, however, didn't fully win me over, but I'm still going to give it a go, mm. um, I think. Because like, I want Rebel Wilson to succeed, and I know her, her brand of humour, people either love or hate, um, and you know she's Australian and everything, which is also great, but, you know, she's an actress. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I, hope, I just hope it's good. She looks great. I laughed at some of the stuff in this trailer. Um, it'll be kind of nostalgic to watch a movie, you know, that's kind of takes place simultaneously in 2002 when we were all in high school and uh, in 2022. I think that's kind of amusing. Um, yeah, so I... And look, and Chris Parnell's in it. I think he's playing her dad, so that's cool. Mm. Um, he's very funny. Um, Jerry... Um, and, uh, yeah. Goddamn yeah. Jerry. Goddamn it, Jerry. Um, yeah, it was, like, it was a fine enough trailer. It didn't, like, yeah, like I said, it didn't fully win me over or anything, but I, I, I might still give it a go, I think. Yeah, definitely a maybe at this point. But, um, but yeah, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Folia, however, I feel like it's not going to be as kind as I was to this trailer. What did you think of senior year? Um... Why is it that she's the only one that has an Australian accent and her parents are American? I don't think that woman with the brown hair was her mum. I think she was the best friend, maybe. I think she's the best friend older now. That's my theory. Because she looked too young. But what about the parents? Well, there's a dad. We didn't see... We we saw the dad. We didn't see the mum. They're still American. (laughs) No, no, but we didn't see the mum, though. How do we know the mum's American? They spoke. When did the mum speak? We just we just said we didn't see the mum. I swear I saw the mum. Okay, well there is no mum. I didn't. I didn't think the woman with the brown hair, the long brown hair, who was like in it a bunch. Like she was. In, there was this one shot in the bedroom with her and the, the dude with the grey hair. Yeah. She's not the mum though, Fulia. She's too young. I don't know what I watched. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention because I'm not going to watch this one. <laughs> Surely the dad should have been, um, not Christopher Lloyd. Ah, uh, 
I'm still thinking um uh Oh, what's that singing one? That she was in? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. John Lithgow. Oh, yes. When he he played an Australian He's attempt. criminal. His attempt at an Australian accent was highly amusing and insulting. Um, <laughs> but we love him anyway. But we love him. We love him anyway. Look, I hope, I hope that her mum is Australian because then it makes no sense at all. You're right. Mm. Like if both her parents are American and she's so, but then again, if maybe if they've been, if they acclimatized to America, not that that's the right word, but if they became used to living in America and they lost their accents, which does happen, believe me, I was there for two weeks and I started talking with an accent. Don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they maybe it's cause it's been 20 years and she's been asleep. So she's not been awake the whole time so she's still got her Aussie accent because that's all she knows we didn't hear her as a teenager though did we we didn't but why would she suddenly be Australian yeah because she fell into a coma and the only thing that was on TV was was um Crocodile Dundee (laughs) and she's been lit and she's been listening to that on loop for for over 20 years I wouldn't be surprised if the movie did that but there was an Australian flag pillow on her bed so i didn't see that maybe maybe uh, as a as a teenager she uh, one of her dreams was to go to australia and then there and then when she fell into the coma it's like oh uh, she she would she would love to watch like australian films and then she was in a coma for 20 years just listening to australian films and then all of a sudden, her accent accent goes to Australian. That could be that could be funny. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. But it's not going to be funny because I just explained the joke. Mm. We'll we'll be the ones that know it. <laughs> the inside goss. Yeah. On senior year. Any other thoughts for you? <sighs> Look, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like. The humor that she has is coming through again and again in all of the films she's in. Yeah. Um, and this one's no different, uh, apart from the fact that she's a, a nearly 40-year-old going back to high school. Yeah. Um, which, in that sense, at least we know that she's playing a 40-year-old and not a teenager. <laughs> yes, no, that wouldn't be happening. No. Um, but, yeah, look, I just... It didn't really, it didn't really grab my attention... So I don't know whether I'm going to watch this. That's okay. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Michael. <laughs> I've got nothing else. <laughs> what? Do you have anything else to add you haven't said already? What did you think of this trailer? Uh, her mum's probably going to be uh, Rachel McAdams. I don't know. <laughs> Rachel McAdams. Somehow I don't think so. Uh, Olivia Newton-John. There we go. Because she, yes. she was her mum in a, a few a few best men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or a, f- a few best men, a few less men, whatever it is. Yeah, so... I suppose, you know, an older person go- going into school, you know, never been kissed. We've seen it before. But 
it's got a twist got a twist so when is, so when is this going to be launching on netflix kendall well uh, you can watch senior year on netflix on the 13th of may okay so just under a month yeah just under a month from now get excited <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of things to get excited for it's time for the moment. Uh, uh, mm? The segment. Sorry. Hmm. The section. I'm just looking at some uh, uh, Freddy Krieger stuff. The, ooh, the part? Uh, yeah, his hand. The place? Uh, a boiler room. The spot? He's got spots on his face because he's a burn victim. <laughs> the segment of the show we like to call... What? Popcorn culture! Man, I missed that. (laughs) We did too. (laughs) I'm sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, we missed you. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Yeah, we did. Yes, it's popcorn culture time. Popcorn culture time. And, of (laughs) course, we are here to discuss... Our thoughts on the latest episode of Moon Knight, episode three, uh, The Friendly Type, um, which aired during the week on Disney Plus. And uh, needless to say, I'm very excited to talk about this one, yeah. especially because it's our first time talking about Moon Knight with Fulia here, <laughs> yeah. which is super exciting. <laughs> um, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very keen to get in this one because I will just say up top, this is my favorite episode so far. I really liked it. Yeah. So much so, I watched it twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I thought it was really, really good. Um, we're in Cairo now. We're in Egypt. Mm-hmm. That's freaking cool nothing against london of course london is amazing um but oh my goodness just seeing seeing oscar isaac running around the the rooftops of cairo and the the street markets (laughs) and everything and yeah it was just really nice you know and i just gotta say i i just i'm just loving stephen grant more and more like in the first episode to me he was he's a little whiny <laughs> but last week and now this week he's just keeps proving himself to me as I think my favorite character of the show. <laughs> like I would much prefer Steven to Mark Spector even though it was nice. Like that's the one big change about this episode. It was really nice to see Mark Spector the, at like as the main character essentially. Mm. Um uh the whole time like he he had control for most of most of the episode. So that was a nice a nice little switch. Um, yeah. Um, what did you think about this episode fully? Uh, your overall kind of thoughts, takeaways? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, just being able to see, like, just deserts and pyramids and, you know, just everything Egyptian. And oh, so good. I've, I've always wanted to visit Cairo. Same. One of the one places... Where I've just been like, holy crap, yeah. that'd be amazing that'd to be see. Dream come true. Yeah. Um, seeing it through the eyes of, you know, Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe has been pretty cool. Um, I will mention the fact that they use 
Middle Eastern music mm. as the theme music. Mm-hmm. That's cool. For me, feels very nostalgic because yeah. I used my parents used to listen to a lot of Arabic music when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and so hearing that just triggers those memories for me. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and so, and there, it's like very lively sort of Middle Eastern music. It's very Arabic, very yeah. Oriental. It was a very cool song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I absolutely sort of I love the soundtrack. To Moon Knight so far. I'm it's just, great, isn't it's it? So good. It's very cool. Very uh, very unique to to the show. I was gonna say which I like. The fir- when I heard it in the first episode, I was like, Oh, Marvel's going in a different direction with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really, really nice. Mm. Um But this this particular episode was really interesting because, you know, we get to see Mark Moore, as you said. But then we also get like little integrations of Steven. Yes, we do. Yes. Um, and they were like funny moments. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can take the body now. You can take the body. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> it's like, give me the mark. Give me the body mark. Give me the body. <laughs> take the body mark. Take the, take the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was really good. Um, and yeah, just like overall, I'm hating Harrow more and more. Oh, yeah. He means I well. Am... Well, yeah, I, I have a whole th- I have a whole thing I want to talk about with Harrow later on. I don't know if we want to do it now or if we want to just kind of maybe get, get to Mike's thoughts on the episode and then we'll dive into it proper. Um, yeah, what did you what did you think about this one? Did you like this episode, Mike? I did. Um, it definitely is moving moving the places that uh, very, very interesting, especially where where we go in the episode. Um, the the first couple of scenes are the CGI is a bit meh, but uh, when when they're on the rooftop, it's like that's fake. When they're yeah, there's one the one scene that stood out for me was when they were on the cliff, looking over at the guy who killed himself. Uh, in the name of Amit or whatever. Yeah. Um, How hard that looked a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that looked a bit. That looked a bit. Yeah. Yeah, but the CG, What's up with the CG in this show? It's 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 very inconsistent. Yeah. I'm not. I'm kind of yeah. It's a bit bit uh, jarring for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks a whole lot better when it's in dark, in the mm. darkness. No yeah. one is brightly light, but by, by the by the Arab sun. Mm. Then you can see all the seams. But having said that, I've already said my piece about that during the first episode with that car chase. It's like, story's good. I like the story. Yeah, story is good. I can sort of pass with the story. And definitely with this as well, like uh, we get to see Mark, um, full Mark. (laughs) Full Mark. Yeah, full Mark's. When... He's sort of he's sort of uh, because he's got a new new uh, sort of got Stephen on he, on his back saying don't kill anyone. And it's like yeah, and you can actually see see it him him trying to control himself. And uh, and speculation is there's maybe a third one. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe it's Conchu. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows. There's a third Someone one rattling else. in there, or maybe it is conscious saying, you know what, screw you guys. I'm going to take control. Stab. In the belly. In the belly. 
Hmm. Hmm. Yes. When he when he's full full berserker mode. Full berserker mode. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious. I really hope that that's a um. A, a personality that neither of them are aware of. Mm, yeah. I, I, I think that would be a cool angle to explore. I do also like the idea of it being Conchu. Like, that mm. kind of makes sense. But, yeah, I think it's kind of creepy if, like, there's a third person living in there and they neither of them know about it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, not not to skip right to the end, but now that Conchu's out of the mix mm. maybe in the next episode we'll find out whether there is going to be a third person yeah maybe yeah yeah that maybe that third person might have some answers mm. for us or uh, uh, have some kind of solution yeah um, to how to get out of the situation um yeah well um i mean because i like the sort of dynamic that he that he has where um mm. steve he's he's not like the cowardly little sugar bunny that he is he actually knows his stuff so he has a purpose uh, of being there instead of just being like the comic relief they keep him around for his knowledge yeah his knowledge of um egyptology yeah i thought that i thought that was really cool yeah that they were able to kind of keep him in the story by having him you know come in and help them um you know find certain things figure out certain things and and all this and then just to you know one of my favorite parts of the episode was just watching him fanboy over being inside the great pyramid of giza yeah that was was so good that was adorable i'd be the same i I know i was gonna say i feel you man (laughs) it's a callback from the first episode that of the little little kid saying there's nothing in there au contraire we're going in there (laughs) and there's stuff in there there is stuff in there. Yes, there is There is a lot of stuff in there. Um, I I really liked how this episode kind of, you know, again, it, it kind of expanded the the lore of what this, you know, the, these characters and this world were kind of engaging in. Um, you know, actually getting to meet the, or at least the avatars of the, uh, the rest of the Ennead, the other gods. Um, the airbenders, in, you know, <laughs> airbenders. Jesus Christ. Um, I th- I found you know, and even like Conchu, we got got to see more of Conchu in this episode, and because you know Mark was most mostly in control, therefore Conchu was a bit more involved. I think mm. that makes sense. Um, and He's he was present. He was very much more present, and he was. It was. I found it really interesting that. You know, at the start of the episode, he's very kind of adamant about not wanting to invoke the, the you know, the gods, you know, and, and get them to help with the situation with Harrow. Because obviously we see at the start of the episode, you know, that Harrow and his followers have found where Amit is, is entombed and they start digging and, you know, we're on the back foot and Stephen's chasing down mercenaries going in in and out between personalities trying to find out you know what's going on and then Conchu's like I'm just gonna cause an eclipse yeah <laughs> just because I can because this will get the attention even though he's like I you know if I cross them you know they could put me in stone um the last time I I spoke with them they banished me you know we don't see eye to eye so I was I was very 
kind of surprised that Konshu invoked the gods a bit. Like, he got them in, you know, he actually was the catalyst of uh, us seeing them and meeting them and going inside the pyramid. What did you think about that? all that stuff, Fulia? Um, I was very surprised to say, oh, yeah, he's just going to cause an eclipse to get it, people's attention. That's yeah. fine. Um, no one in the world's going to see that. Yeah, no <laughs> Um, And then just, you know, knowing the fact that he... I think he just wanted to get their attention to get them to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the... The part I'm gonna say the part where they're actually in the pyramid and they're speaking with Konshu through Mark. Mm. I love the way that Isaac just decided to just that that body it's movement. Great. He's acting in that in that particular scene. It was great. was so good. It felt so involuntary to him. Yeah, he really communicated that whole, like, Konshu taking over, but he's still present. Yeah, you could see it in his eyes. Yeah. But the way that his body was moving, I'm just like, that just looks so uncomfortable. It does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love that. He did He did such a great job there. He, he, I love that scene. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And, and it was all, all, almost amusing too, just yeah. the way and he framed. And, and yeah, his voice. voice. Like he was projecting. He was so, like, it was like shouting mm. at, oh, yeah. him, at, at the other gods. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, chill. <laughs> chill the F out, all right? Yeah. <laughs> where's Stephen? <laughs> yeah, where's Stephen? <laughs> yeah. But I also felt bad for him when. They, uh, when they accuse Harrow, but then Harrow comes through with his own version of the story, and I'm just like, oh no, no. Well, Harrow fully just takes advantage of yeah. the fact that the gods already don't like Konshu. Exactly. And just reminds them of, um, apparently the way that Konshu mistreated Harrow and now he's uh, doing the same thing, and he's doing the same thing to Mark and Stephen, yeah. and yeah, all of that. So, so that made things extra complicated. Yeah. Um, Mike, what was your takeaway from from this grand meeting of the gods? Uh, it was great because it's something that um, is very interesting that and opens the door a little bit more open to what what's going to be happening with um like Thor Love and Thunder and mm. what what Eternals is um trying to portray of having like these gods uh that we all know but they're actually like um pretty much aliens like coming to earth and 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 uh be uh not interfering with with um uh, earth beings but they are so so, so it's a very interesting like dynamic that I'm I actually quite enjoy, and also yeah, um, uh, acting there, acting there, soul, act, acting is like just top notch, especially and also with um, Ethan Hawke as well, and, and just just being manipulative and he, even he is just a man, but he's still manipulating gods. It's like. It's like that's 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 the bad guy right there. If you can manipulate gods and you're just a humble man, 
walking with glass in your in your feet is he's not he's not to be messed with. Mm, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. How did you mm. go with the glass in the feet, Fulia? I just mm. <laughs> like I said in the first episode when you guys read out my thing. I just was so like, oh no. Yeah. Painful. My feet were sore. Yeah. Watching that. (laughs) And then hearing it in this episode, when he's walking, you can hear the crunching of the ice. And I'm just like, ouch. (laughs) Insane. Wouldn't you see blood coming out from the soles of his shoes? Like, come on. It was too dark. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah. It's creepy as fuck. Um, yeah. But it was... I I kind of really liked the fact that this episode, in, with what it did with Harrow, like, really... Especially the ending, not to skip ahead to the ending, but just the way we're left with these questions of, is Konshu actually the bad guy? Mm. Is mm. Harrow maybe not as bad as we think he is? You know? Um, I mean, obviously, I feel like he's he's going to turn out to be the main villain of this, but I do love what they're doing with the story in terms of keeping us guessing as to, you know, what's kind of really going on here. I mean, Harrow's, like you said, Mike, he's manipulating these gods into, you know, getting them on his side. Like, you can see in that, you know, at the end when, when Harrow talks to Osiris about or the Osiris's avatar, at least about um, about Konshu and how he's. They're like, oh no, you were right, Harrow. We, sh- you know, sh- we should have put him in stone earlier than this. Blah blah blah. You know, it's just part of me also kind of thinks maybe Osiris is working or is loyal to Amit. Maybe um, I don't know. So I feel like there's going to be some god on god betrayal happening at some point. I mean, it's already happened, but I feel like we might see some more of that. I don't know, but oh I'm enjoying that. Oh God, <laughs> I'm enjoying that side of it at least. I think that's um, really, really interesting. Yeah, I don't know, Fulia. Do you, what do you think? Do you think they're gonna they're gonna hold fast with with Harrow as our villain, or do you think Contrary might end up being the bad guy? I I feel like Harrow is still going to be the main villain. Okay. Um, and I feel like there's gonna be a I feel there's a I feel like there's gonna be more of a there's gonna be a bigger picture to him wanting to seek out Amit, mm. and I feel like something's gonna happen between Amit and Harrow, mm. um, even though he is the avatar for Amit right now. I I feel like he knows something. That could potentially make him more powerful. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like where my brain's going with yeah. this. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, you know, potentially seeking out more power from Amit or maybe even taking over the the, the god, I suppose. Mm. Um, I feel like Konshu's more of like an anti-hero. Feels that I way. Suppose, I suppose. Um, he's he's doing from what I've seen so far. He's doing the best that he can for to to help people from dying, and 
I guess it's better to be... It's that whole thing where Amit will find out if you're evil or not before you're even born, for me, is very, like... It's one of those innocent till proven guilty sort of situations. That's how I feel, at yeah. least. Yeah. Once, you, you, once you're caught red-handed, that's when you should be judged. Not, not before you were even born. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because like that's... Because like, then you're, you know, you're taking away free will, you're taking away, you know... I mean, the fact that someone is... Someone is always innocent until proven guilty. So exactly. You just... Yeah. You, so, Konshu versus Amit, I think it's... You know, Konshu is the, the lesser of the two evils. I mean... I feel so as well. Yeah, because Konshu exists to... Well, his purpose is to punish the... The wicked. The guilty. And yeah. The wicked. Um, you know, which is how this usually should work. You mm, know, you're not mm. supposed to punish them before they even commit the crime. Exactly. Um, Minority yeah. report. Minority report. Yes. Um, yeah, Mike, what do you think? Konshu, Harrow, are both villainous, both good in their own way? Um, they got their pros and cons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think what we were talking about before when, um, uh, what was it? Episode two? Uh, when um, they were ta- talking about uh, where Harrow used to be the avatar of um, of Konshu, of yeah. Konshu, and how and how that led him to say to cha- change to well, uh, instead of like dealing with the repercussions of what someone has done, why don't we just cut out the middleman? And yeah, it's that sort of um, ideological. Um, uh, like differences between them. I mean, Conchu, yeah, he's he, he he's set in his ways, and you can sort sort of see him when he's taking over uh, Steve or Mark or whoever the original um, person is. And when he's taking over, he's not he he, he 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 doesn't really know how to present himself well. So he, <laughs> he sort of failed himself in in that aspect. And yeah, um, I think I think um, Conchu is sort of trying to mop up sort of the the mistake that he's done, and actually, cho- when he chose Harrow, and not seeing that his pupil is sort of um, has turned into some turned something into. Uh, that he disagrees with, and I think that's the reason why he's sort of um, uh, desperate in a way. That's why he did the solar eclipse and the the big thing at the end, which was mm. absolutely trippy. Uh, where yeah, everyone saw it. <laughs> you can't really be like uh, secretive about that when the entire when the entire world saw it, like the planet saw it. And yeah, and the gods saying, "Well, we're sick of your shit. You're a, you're a statue, and you can get it from Zing now. <laughs> get a little figurine really? of Conchu. Really? I don't know. No. Prop- I wouldn't be surprised. Oh yeah, you'll get the pop vinyl. A rep- a rep- yeah, be yeah, a- there is there is a pop vinyl of Conchu. Ah, soon. no, as okay, it cool. in his sand sandstorm in, this, in the yeah." 
Oh, I, I want to see a cut of that of Sandstorm where, when um, Konshu is sort of sort of cha- changing the um, cha- changing the stars into what what it was two thousand years ago, uh, but with Sandstorm, Sandstorm, and then. <laughs> that would be intense. That would be awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah that's my that's my say. Um, yeah, it's. Um, uh, I, I think it was Conchu's mistake, and he's trying to re- um, rectify that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like whatever kind of transgressed to have Conchu uh, be banned by the Ennead, I think he's yeah. That, that's a good point. He feels like he's trying to make up for it. Yeah. Now In by it. preventing Amit from being, you know, essentially resurrected, I suppose. Yeah. In his um, own way. In his own way. Yes. It's not working. Um, Mmm. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um I really enjoyed what we got of Layla in this episode too. Mm. Uh I I'm liking her more and more I see of her. Um I'm you know, we're getting little dregs of information in regards to her past as well. Um, but it was really nice to see her and Mark interacting and trying to get a sense of where their relationship is kind of at. Um we we don't really know too much about their past and why they're getting divorced just yet. Obviously, something happened, and you know, um, that's not great. Mm. Um, or something Mark's but, not telling us. Well, yeah, that's the that's the theory I'm kind of getting to is that because it's kind of hinted. Uh, Harrow seems to know, and I'm guessing it's because he's um, it's Avatar um, that. You know, so there's something fishy about Layla's father's death. Um, it seems he was murdered, and it seems uh, at least Harrow was implying whether or not he could just be manipulating the situation for his gain. Very likely, but he could just be taking advantage of the situ of the um, the information he already has. Um, but it seems that Mark was involved with um, Layla's father's death in mm. some form, um, and that he's not you know mentioning. So. And then there's that on top of the fact that, you know, Layla had no idea about Stephen. Um, you know, like she knew about Konshu and Moon Knight and, you know, summoning the suit and all of that. But yes, very clueless on the Stephen front. Um, and I I really kind of liked how this episode let us see her accept that Mark and Stephen are two different people. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed the way she reacted to him at the end um, you know, when when Mark let Stephen out so they could figure out the star map um, and and all of that. And just the look on Layla's face when she's watching him, you know, do his thing and how, you know, engaged he is and <laughs> stuff. Like, she just had this, like, nice look on her face. And, like, okay, she's... she's re- Yeah, she's recognising that they're two different people. Yeah. Um, and she can't treat them both, you know, the same because that's clearly not how this works. So I really liked that. Um, in this episode. What did you think of Layla in this episode, Fulia? Um, it was nice to actually see her for a bit more. Yeah. Um, and she got a bit more dialogue in this one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually curious to know what happened now, now that it's been mentioned about her father. 
so now I kind of like I want to know what what happened, mm-hmm. um, because Mark is definitely not like he's hiding something. He knows something. You can tell, mm-hmm. uh, but he just doesn't want to. He just doesn't want to talk about it at the moment. Um, but I think eventually we're gonna find out. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually we will. Yeah. yeah it'll all come to a head. Probably yeah. episode five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'll be maybe. some bombshells, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, I just, I kind of felt, kind of felt bad for Layla because, mm. you know, the what they're going through right now and the fact that they're still technically married because the divorce papers haven't been signed yet. No, no, it hasn't gone through yet. No, so they technically are married still. Yeah, but she's got some skills. She does. She's got some good fighting skills. My God, I loved that shot of her pulling her necklace into those yes. two parts and then stabbing it into the. I eye. had a feeling they had a purpose. Yeah, <laughs> the was, fact that she was wearing it. Not just there cool. to look pretty. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, she's cool. She's got some agency to her. She's. Got some fight in her. Mm. Um, yeah, really, really like yeah. her a lot. Mike, what are your thoughts on Layla? Yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't really add too much to that. Um, she's a very interesting character. And, yeah, there's probably going to be a bit of a fallout when uh, we find out what's happening and uh, w- with those two. And the reasons why sort of Mark sort of abandoned ship in 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 the middle of everything and yeah it's probably he like Conchu is like trying to own up well not really own up but trying to deal with his consequences and Mark's sort of different he's sort of running away from his consequences and I think that's the sort of um, uh, the character arc that he has that he needs to find a balance and and deal with the consequences that that he has uh that that has done so there's probably going to be a bit more more with that with the upcoming episodes and yeah uh who and we don't know what's going to happen because uh oscar isaac so his contract is only for this season, so yeah. don't want to read too much into that, but what's going to happen? It's we'll up in the see. air. I love it. Well, I know. It's exciting. Yeah. It's very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, we should mention um, that in this episode, of course, at the end, there was a, a tribute to the actor Gaspard Yuliel, uh, who passed away um, after filming the show so he was um anton mogart in this episode he was mm-hmm. the guy in the robe that was on the horse and um oh. yeah yeah and had seemingly had a past with layla um and madripoor was mentioned which i yeah i, I got excited about yeah Ooh, connections um, <laughs> it's all connected of course um but yeah so i i hope we get to see a bit more of of his character anton in the series because yeah very sad that he passed away um, after the show was filmed. Um, Didn't he get stabbed by Moon Knight's boomerang moon? He got stabbed by something in the back, and he rode off into the into the um into the dust into the dust. Yeah, so he's not dead. He's he so he's definitely we don't know that. We <laughs> hey, this is 
this is uh, a genre piece. No, we didn't see him die. He ain't dead. He ain't well, dead. I heard, I heard it. Ugh. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's dead for well, you. Come on. Okay, How many times have you seen Supernatural? <laughs> How many times have you seen Sam Dean I'm die? He's not dead. All right, all right, Fuller. We'll stab you in the back and see if you make a noise. <laughs> but we won't kill you. Um, because he's not dead. I don't think he's because no. He's not dead. No. <laughs> he's definitely coming back. I don't think that's the last we'll see of him. Um, but it w- he was a very interesting character. He's in the comics, his character as well. Um, he's a, the villain of Moon Knight, I believe, in the comics. Midnight. But, um, yeah, he's called Midnight Man or something, yeah. I think. Yeah, Midnight just Man. just Midnight. Yeah. yeah. He, steal- he steals antiquities and uh, at the stroke of midnight. That's why he's got his... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Originality really liked- sweet. Originality is great. I really liked that whole sequence, though. This, you know, like after having this lovely conversation between Mark and Layla on the boat as they were coming in, um, and then you know we get this kind of tense uh, back and forth between Anton and and you know and Mark prete- pretending very badly to be someone he's not, and mm. <laughs> um, and Layla, you know, just being a badass before all these fight scenes break out. Um, I had a feeling, like I wasn't surprised that that uh, you know they were going to find themselves at the end of end of a, end of a gun because I just clearly Anton was like, okay, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna tap that Layla. <laughs> um, maybe later. As, maybe later. As soon as he's she's introduced, here's my husband. I just straight away. I mean, it was so obvious. He was like, oh, okay, you're not. Cool, I don't like you. I'm so glad he shook his hand though, because I hate those scenes in movies and TV shows when they're like they put their hand out and they don't shake because they're, they're left hanging. Boom. They're a, they're a joke. Or I only like it when the good guys do that because then it makes sense. <laughs> but I I enjoyed the the fighting in this scene, especially that like epic shot of Moon Knight atop the pyramid thing, and then he leaps down and his cape makes that crescent moon shape. Yeah, I thought that was cool. But a lot of the Solo a lot from of the, Batman. Yeah. A lot of the stunts, a lot of the stunts and, and fight sequences in, in that in that uh, part of the episode were quite good. Mm, I thought, mm. like, and especially it was kind of good to know where um, Moon Knight's uh, kind of strength is and where he's like, you know, how tough. Like, you can actually impale him several times and he doesn't die. That kind of thing. That could be the I was, a li- I was I was a little worried, but then I'm like, wait, no, he can heal himself. Yeah. So that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool. And then I really obviously enjoyed when, you know, Stephen made a brief appearance as Mr. Knight yeah. <laughs> before desperately saying, okay, you can have the body back. That was, that was, that was great. Mm. Um, did uh, you diplomacy the f- doesn't work. Diplomacy doesn't work. <laughs> did you enjoy the fight sequences in this one? I really enjoyed the fight sequences. They were really good. Yeah. Um, just being able to see more of Moon Knight in action, um, especially you know utilizing more of his like his outfit essentially, mm-hmm. um, his costume and you know I love his little crescent moon. Yeah. What would you call it? Blades. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, sort of some kind of crescent moon blade. Yeah, hand blade things. 
Yeah, and then utilizing his cape to his full advantage as well. Bulletproof cape. Bulletproof cape, (laughs) hello. Thank you. That was very cool. (laughs) That was lots of fun to see. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I really enjoyed the the fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Mike, what were your thoughts on the stunts in this one? Uh, I really enjoyed it. And Mm. it definitely, when I was talking about the CGI, it definitely works with a bit of a turned down sort of um, lighting aspect. And, yeah, the the fighting is brutal and enjoyable at the same time and yeah just steve just popping up out of nowhere it's good for the comic relief and yeah just to make sure he's still still around mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and i suppose and i suppose if we're going to uh going to talk about the to and toing and throwing when they're at the sarcophagus 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 the coffin. <laughs> the Egyptian the coffin. The Egyptian coffin. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah, and, and them having their uh, toing and froing in the reflections is like, it's it's really great. And I really enjoy those sort of... Um, yes, yeah, sort of conversations as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of humour in that too when, you know, um, Mark's like, I've got to talk to Stephen... You, you know, go distract them or whatever. And she goes out there and they're like looking at him, talking to himself. And she's like, oh, he's praying. He's praying. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I, yeah, I really loved seeing those interactions. But then one of my, one of my favorite shots of the whole episode, because um, I think we'll just talk about the ending now, um, was Mark in frustration, ripping off the side mirror, walking over and then looking at it and then going, all right, you're up. And then watching Oscar Isaac just transform from, yeah. from Mark to Stephen. Wow. <laughs> so good. So good. Like, yeah. I, I got chills. Like, it's he's fucking amazing. He's Acting. so good. Acting. Acting. Love yes. it. Love it. That was brilliant. And I loved that whole entire final sequence of the episode, you know, getting to see Stephen kind of in his element surrounded by you know the things he loves and help actually you know helping to further the plot and mm. um and then having Konshu realize he has to actually you know put himself out there to be you know uh, turned into stone unfortunately mm. um by the the Ennead. um but we get of course Mike's already mentioned it the beautiful a visual of the stars being turned back to the way they looked thousands of years ago so they could actually find the position of Amit's grave. Um, tomb. Yeah, tomb. Beg yours, tomb. That's right, I said coffin, so. Win-win. Yeah, <laughs> Win-win, we're even. Um, that was just, like, someone who just loves this stuff. Like, I love it. I love Egypt, I love sci-fi, I love space I love superheroes, I love Marvel, and just to have it all kind of converge in this scene of just them standing there and just moving their arms and it's going back and going back and just, wow, I was in awe the whole time. And the music was swelling and just beautiful and, Mm. oh my gosh. And then obviously, you know, the the Ennead's like chanting to, you know, know, trap Konshu. Yeah. So you've got that going on at the same time and... You know, their Conchu's getting weak, and and now we have Conchu in stone, and 
Uh, no more Moon Knight. No more Moon Knight or Mr. Knight for the time being. Mm. Um, so that's going to make things interesting. Yeah. So the, we end. We end. We end with Mark or Stephen. Was it Stephen? Well, it was Stephen, but we end with like he's passed out. He's pa- yeah, he's passed out. And he got knocked out by the the power of what. And we don't know whether he's going to wake up or not. We she probably will. Oh, he will. Yeah, mm. he will. I feel like we're going to meet if if this third personality does exist. I feel like we're going to meet them next week. Ooh, because I yes. feel like they're going to be like I think I alluded to it earlier, but I feel like they're going to be the key to getting Conchu back. Yeah, or at least figuring something out. Um. But yeah, what did you think of that whole final sequence for you? Did you enjoy? That was trippy. Yeah. Um, I just seeing the the you, the galaxy essentially just whizzing past, mm. and as they're trying to get it to the point where it was exactly as what the map shows, mm. and I'm just looking at this. I'm like, isn't there like? technology that could do this before you know anything. well when you're on the clock true true um but yeah it was very like it, it felt like a very life or death situation mm. um if they didn't get the exact um the exact destination like the pinpoint place location of this tomb then they had no hope in hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it was it was really interesting to sort of see the amount of power that went into doing that, you know? Um, and the fact that Conchu was like, I can't do this alone, you need to help me. Yeah. Um, that was interesting yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which obviously shows that Conchu doesn't have all the power in the world. No. He still needs help. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, and then sort of, you know, the splices between that and the chanting, um, I'm going to say they're using ancient Egyptian language. Probably. Um, chanting to, to entomb or to trap Konshu into the statue and the way that the statue was forming. That was cool, wasn't as it? As he was disintegrating yeah. I suppose yeah. was really really interesting that was a really mm-hmm. cool effect yeah it was how they did that mm-hmm. um, and then you see the statue of Konshu and I'm like oh, there's gonna be props of that everywhere now mm. all the replicas oh yeah <laughs> yep, yep, and yep, I yep, want yep. one <laughs> <laughs> that's, see that's why they made it small so you can buy it exactly yeah. it'll, <laughs> be yes. in a, it'll be in a display box and you can get it get it signed or not signed i don't think we'll ever get a chance to get it signed unless we're that lucky yeah. <laughs> unless well depending on who, who who signs it but yeah it'd be cool if you could actually meet f murray abraham and get him to sign mm. it yeah get conchu to sign conchu in sharpie yeah <laughs> sharpie michael what did you think on the the way the episode ended this this beautiful kind of scenic sort of thing I uh, loved it, and um, yeah. a lot of people are speculating where, uh, what the ramifications words uh, ramifications of what this means. Uh, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, did the entire world just go back in time? Is does that mean the the stones are back?" <laughs> oh God! Or anything like that? I don't think so. No. I think it's just a no. projection, and. Yeah, it's not. It's not like that. No, no, no. I think it was just a huge spectacle, uh, and the reason why 
the gods uh, said, right, that's it, Konshu, you're going in timeout in your in your in your stone prison because the entire world saw it and I've I'm thinking is there's going to be ramifications of people saying oh did you see the 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 night sky it just went went nuts it was like it was a weird week we had a solar eclipse that came out of nowhere and all the stars just decided to go woof uh, but uh, a funny thing that I that I heard from a, a guy that I that I watch on YouTube is like just imagine the people uh, they've just gone through the blip, so they've, <laughs> they got they've so they just go oh god the world is falling again ah. <laughs> yeah so I I don't envy those people and and because no matter uh, depending on where where this takes place. They've seen the blip. They've seen uh, a interstellar being just pop out of nowhere in the in the in the sky. Yep. Uh, and they've seen uh, a solar eclipse and the stars just going ballistic. Yep. <laughs> I don't envy the people who live on this planet. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's not not the best uh, time. No. To be living on Earth in the MCU. No wonder <laughs> they go nuts and say, you know what? No more mutants. <laughs> no more mutants. Yes. So. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say. How about you guys? There is one more thing that we see mm-hmm. at the end, mm-hmm. and that's seeing Harrow speak to Conchu when mm. he's trapped. Yeah. Um,. Pretty much revealing his plan. Yeah, well... That's speaking his truth. That's kind of what I was kind of getting at earlier when I was talking about, you know, whether or not Harrow's good, mm. good or bad, or Conchu's good or bad, because, like, Harrow says that, you know, I used to enjoy, you know, you know, handing out pain on your behalf, um, and that's, like my greatest sin that I carry. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's the reason why um, he turned to a life of, of healing, as he said, and why he, he's now Amit's avatar. And, um, and you I also like- see, you see, I don't know if it is it, is it like pain in his face or sadness or shame? Yeah. When, he, th- when he says that? Yeah, I think he's carrying, I think obviously whatever happened between the two of them was very intense and... Mm. Um, he still clearly carries that with yeah. him. Um, that's for sure. But I, I kind of liked the final... The final line is probably what you're alluding to with, like, you know, him just kind of talking about, you know, how I got you where I want you sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Where he says, um, uh, I owe my victory to you. Yeah. Uh, so that's a bit, a bit concerning. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so if Harrow wins, then it's yeah, it's Conchu's fault. So, <laughs> in a way, um, me in trouble. I did yeah. it all for you. But it was a good. It was a good. It was a good scene. Yeah. I, would, I would love to see like a flashback to when Con- uh, Harrow was Conchu's avatar. Honestly, I think that we would might get one. That would be very very cool. I reckon we might get one. Mm. But I'd be I'd be totally fine if we didn't. Um, yeah. Because I can see how they could get away with it either way. But, yeah. True. Um, but that would be that would be nice just to kind of see, like kind of understand more of what 
um, Harrow is kind of getting at and mm. got his perspective on things, but I'm I'm liking what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, do you have any additional thoughts? No, um, I think you said what I what I was thinking. Uh, maybe a flashback to uh, just a conversation of uh, Harrow and Conchu, like on the reasons why. But we still got two more episodes. We sure do. Mm. We sure do. All right. I think that might wrap it up there then. Yeah. That is Popcorn Culture done. Uh, our spoiler discussion on a Moon Knight episode three, The Friendly Type. Uh, and we are officially halfway through Moon Knight already. No. Only three more episodes left. No. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. It's such a good show. It's very cool. Yeah. I'm excited for where it's heading. Yes, me too. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Which is interesting because I'm not really bothered of what what are the connections. It's like who cares as long as it's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. And at the moment, yeah. it's a really good story. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I'm I'm not really kind of, you know, eager to see where it's if or where it's connected. Like I'm just yeah really enjoying the story of the show that we're watching. Mm-hmm pretty much so and if it happens to be connected to anything then that's fine yeah we'll we'll enjoy that if it happens so as long as it makes more sense than morbius did then i'll be happy so (laughs) yeah yeah um cool all right well i think that'll uh that'll wrap up the show for another week yeah it is done dun 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 and that was a podcast called Fred remember to follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter for the latest Fred content if you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien you can find us on SoundCloud Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you'd like to watch Friendly Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Friendly Alien Productions. That's where you are now. Yes, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> Maybe. Subscribe. Hit the subscribe <laughs> button. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantaramaja. And I've been the avatar of the god of Ahmed. I don't know my <laughs> mythologies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Michael yes. yes. And, and you, you just, you just experienced, experienced a podcast, podcast called Fred. Fred. Just mm-hmm. hands, just hands. Sparkly, sparkly. <laughs> Remember to eat beef. Yay! Freddy lives. Loki dies. The doctor is in. And I just got stabbed by a. By a crescent moon. <laughs> and I yep. survived. I, yes. And I just went, <laughs> So we think. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Mm. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And... And... See...